Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. You are here on FRW Online, listening to Speak Now Pro Wrestling, hosted by yours truly, Denise Salcedo. And I am here to kick off the week. Uh, we got a slate of shows Tuesdays, NXT. Wednesdays, AEW Dynamite, and Fridays, we got SmackDown and Rampage. I'm happy to be here with you guys here, uh, especially given that we are two weeks away from NXT Stand and Deliver, which means that on today's show, we kind of got a lot more match announcements, a lot more spots that are being filled up for certain matches, and uh, we are making our way to we are making our way to the actual show. And I feel like for the most part, uh, everybody here is uh, for the most part. I'm seeing everybody kind of really enjoying this episode of NXT. I thought it was a pretty simple episode of NXT. It wasn't bad. It was a simple episode. It was very straightforward. There was a segment that, uh, a match that I really enjoyed that I can't wait to talk about. Um, and then there was a segment that I really enjoyed that I can't wait to talk about. And then there's a development with one of the titles that I can't wait to talk about. So there's actually a lot that I really enjoyed from NXT tonight. So we will get into that in just a second. But really quickly, I want to shout out... Um, um, young, uh, young Chove, a uh, young Chove, fifteen. Um, dude, thank you so much for all of the really nice tweets that you were sending, uh, promoting today's show. I saw it. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Um, <laughs> Aurelio says, Denise, you need to stop scaring me. That intro came out of the blue with a quiet room. <laughs> Okay, so heads up, guys, on the intro, because I know it's like very loud and in your face. Uh, I always do like a three to five second uh, kind of a, just a clip of the logo. And then after those three seconds, it's bam, here's the song. So just in case. Heads up, y'all want to be prepared for that. Um, but honestly, there's some good stuff to talk about. Let's get to it. Uh, you know what? This is a good one. This was... Um, Someone had a pretty good comment here and I kind of lost it. Uh, but someone said like, yeah, it was a simple ep episode, but uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Joseph Boza says it was simple, but they didn't, tr they didn't try too hard. Uh, yeah, and it kind of worked, honestly. It was a simple show, but it, everything for the most part uh, progressed uh, all of the storylines and everything that we're seeing uh that we're seeing on the show. So let's get to it. Um, the way that I'm going to review today's show is going to be a little bit differently because um, I want to go ahead and base it off of everything that's been announced for Stand and Deliver and kind of work into what actually occurred with the show in regards to each and every single match because every single thing Every single match had something for today's show that we have to get into. So let's kick things off. Um, I want to kick things off actually with the um, with the women's um, with the women's the NXT Women's Championship the ladder match. I want to kick it off with this because this has been one of the uh, major portions of NXT. Obviously, with the whole you know storyline that they're doing with Roxanne Perez following her collapse after her match with Mako Satamora, and then from there, uh, her basically being taken out and out of this match and apparently not being able to compete. I mentioned last week what my theory is, and my theory is that Roxanne Perez is definitely going to be part of this match. I would be shocked if she wasn't part of this match. Uh, so I still think we're going to be seeing Roxanne Perez. But in the meantime, uh, we do have some more additions as to who is going to be part of this uh, NXT Women's Ladder match. So 
we had Zoe Stark and Gigi Dolan who had already won those qualifiers that they did uh, the week prior. But this time we officially have two new ladies that have been added to this in a pretty straightforward match between Tiffany Stratton and Indy Hartwell. Tiffany Stratton got the win. It was pretty straightforward and very good decision with having Tiffany Stratton win because she's definitely one of the people that I feel uh, based on who you're seeing on this list. If let's say we don't see Roxanne Perez come back for this actual matchup, I think a lot of people would be expecting to see Tiffany Stratton get the win here. She's definitely the person that you would, I, I feel like most people would expect to win this match if Roxanne Perez is definitely not part of it. On top of that, we did, uh, in regards to the Tiffany Stratton Indy Hartwell match, I do want to talk about this because after this match, uh, Indy Hartwell, so she got the loss. After this match, Indy Hartwell, she went backstage and was throwing a fit. You know, she was throwing all of these things. She was pissed off. Zoe Stark got in her face and made fun of her. And I got to tell you, I feel that Indy Hartwell kind of getting this moment where she's lashing out and she's angry. This is finally, I think, something that we can, uh, you know, that we can work with. Because one of the things that I've been saying about Indy Hartwell on NXT is that they need to do something new with her character, that they need to do some sort of change because she has been impacted by kind of being on the brand for so long and not really going anywhere in terms of it's kind of always the exact same thing with Indy Hartwell. We get nothing more, nothing less. And so one of the things that I had been saying on the show is they need to start switching things up with her. And I'm not really sure what that necessarily entails but I would like to see uh, them try something different with Indy Hartwell and from the looks of it today they seem to be doing just that based on that little thing where she was kind of pissed off uh you know backstage about losing this match so I'm curious to see what direction they do decide to go with in regards to Indy Hartwell. Now, on top of this, we ended up getting another match that I pretty, I really liked this. It was brief. It was very, it was a brief match, but I liked it for what it was. So it's Lyra Valkyra versus Ivy Nile. So both of these women, they uh, have a similar vibe in the sense that they're both like the tough exterior. They're both uh, pretty aggressive. And so they are very similar in my opinion. And during this match, we saw them both, you know, execute some strikes to the point where you were seeing both of them like hit each other with a right kick and end up knocking each other out at one point. I really kind of liked that little, uh, you know, that little moment that we had between both of them. But Lyra, Lyra ended up getting Ivy with a spinning heel kick, a really nice one, and she ends up getting the win. And here's the thing, like, I was kind of expecting Lyra to get the victory here just because she's uh, she's not only new to the roster, but she's also been, based on what we've seen from her on NXT thus far, she's been pretty impactful. Like, her, she... She utilizes the the small minutes, the small amount of time that we've seen her in, and she's utilized it in a very strong and effective way. And but even then, Ivy Nile is somebody that we've seen a whole lot of, you know, on NXT. So I guess kind of part of me thought, huh, maybe they are going to add Ivy Nile, you know, to this match. So part of me was a little bit surprised by how uh, how quick and how strong that victory was for Lyra Valkyra. So Lyra wins and she's added into this match. They are still promoting one other person because they still have the question marks uh, right in it. So I don't know who the other person is going to be added to this match. Um, but this is where we're at 
right now. Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, and Lyra Valkyra. Um, this is really cool because all of these ladies are in a different spot on NXT. Lyra, we're just talking about her. She's brand new. We've only seen so much from her. Tiffany Stratton, she has instantly become a fan favorite. She was gone for a bit, but she's back now, and she's picking up where she left off, by the way, for those of you who are hearing my voice, like all messed up, I, I kind of lost my voice a little bit and I've been struggling with it. Um, so it kind of sounds really bad right now. And then on top of that, we also had uh, Gigi Dolan, Gigi Dolan, who is basically going on this whole new adventure in terms of her character because, you know, she was the bad girl on tax Toxic Attraction for such a long time. And this is the first time that we're seeing the babyface version of Gigi Dolan. And then you got Zoe Stark, who is, you know, great in-ring wise. But when it was when she was feuding with Mandy Rose and she kind of had a chance at winning the championship, I don't necessarily, I didn't really feel like a lot of people kind of wanted to see her as champion. I don't know if the people maybe feel differently about that now. I have no idea, honestly, because they haven't tested those waters again, but all of these women are kind of in different spots on NXT, but in terms of like from these options, who I can see winning just based off of these options, it's definitely Tiffany Stratton. I would love to see a world with Tiffany Stratton as NXT Women's Champion. But again, I'm fully expecting Roxanne Perez to come back during this match and defy all of the odds and this and that and go out there and win and, and keep her uh, NXT Women's Championship unless... And that is unless they have a whole entirely different plan and maybe like moving her up, calling her up on the main roster. I have no idea. Uh, so we'll see what the hell goes down here. But for the most part, my gut feeling is Roxanne Perez is going to be in this match and she's going to win her championship back or keep it or whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll move forward from that. So let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying about all of this. Um, and let's see, let's see, let's see. This one is from Dante NYC who says, I'm surprised Tatum Paxley didn't cost her the match. Ivy lost clean. They could have definitely done that. Yeah, you're right. She did lose clean, but in a way I did, I did like that though, because I mentioned they had some similarities between both of them. But, uh, I think that Lyra, her getting this clean, strong finish over not Ivy Nile, I think did a lot. And I don't, I don't think Ivy Nile, um, like I don't see Ivy Nile as any less because she took this loss to Lyra Valkyra. I kind of prefer a win and a loss like this than them going about having to get somebody involved and this and that. So personally for me, I think that this was a really a strong win for Lyra Valkyra and I'm very happy that they did it um, like that. Uh, we got Zeno Hour who predicts that the last woman will be Roxanne Perez. I'm wondering how they'll do it. I'm wondering if they'll do it where, you know, where they, because uh, they could do another qualifier, right? And because we still got one whole week until Stand and Deliver. They could do another qualifier or they could um, just, so they could do the qualifier and have somebody be part of that. But then afterwards, on the actual day is when I'm expecting Roxanne Perez to actually come out and be involved in this match. It's almost, I'm expecting her to just be like added. So instead of it being, you know, five people, I'm probably expecting it to be six or something. Cause I don't think she'll do like an attack where if somebody gets announced and they win the qualifier and they make it into the match, I'm not expecting Roxanne Perez to come out and attack her and take her out and take the spot in the match. I'm not expecting it to go down that way. What I also can see happening too is if, 
is if like she stopped like if they don't allow her into the actual match like she tries to go out there but they stop her and they don't allow her to go into the actual matchup and then we do see a winner in Tiffany Stratton or somebody and then afterwards we see Roxanne Perez kind of like confront her and basically talk about her kind of being screwed out of the championship I don't know I can see something like that also happening but I'm really am expecting the story with Roxanne Perez coming out and defying all of the odds and overcoming all of the obstacles so I'm interested. They have me interested to see how they're actually going to lay this out and how they're going to go about it. But we got a couple of super chats here. Uh, we got one here from uh, Steve Peckman. Thank you so much to Steve who says, uh, Tiffany's new look was fire. The look of a new champ. You think so too? Dude, she always looks great to me. Like she really always does. Um, and today I thought she just looked phenomenal. Like Tiffany Stratton is a, uh, she's a babe, man. She's got it all. Not only is she, you know, gorgeous looking, but she's also very uh, talented and she has really she has become a fan favorite so fast and I feel like that is uh you know it's kind of hard to do you don't see that happen very often for a lot of people and it happened for Tiffany Stratton and she really found her she found her footing so fast in NXT and even the time that she was away everybody was still talking about her they were like oh when's Tiffany Stratton gonna come back when's Tiffany Stratton gonna come back and now she's back uh so thank you so much to Steve Peckman for sending in the super chats much appreciated by the way it's a nice way to help support the show and also get your questions and your comments right on here so thank you so much to Steve uh, we got another super chat from Danny Padilla thank you for this very generous one he says hi Denise just wondering if you're planning on attending covering any of the big shows next week NXT GCW Impact etc uh, this is a great question so um, for anyone who's wondering next week for Wrestlemania week it is gonna be nuts okay nuts so WWE sent out a, a list of events that they're going to be doing for media. There are, I think like 20 events, okay? 20 events from like, I don't know if it was 20, maybe like 15, but there's a bunch, like there's definitely more than 10 from Tuesday, no, from, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think, I forget if it's Tuesday and Wednesday, um, all the way through to, um, through Sunday. Or no, through Monday. I don't even know. But there's so many, okay? And so I'm definitely, I applied for everything. I applied for every single event that they are doing. So I'm going to try to be at all of them. There's multiple per day. So that's going to be crazy. And then on top of that, I'm trying to do, uh, I, mean, I applied for uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Super Card of Honor credentials. So I got approved for that. So I'm definitely going to try to make it to that too. I'm probably going to do like a half thing where I go to like Ring of Honor for half the time and then I go and catch the Hall of Fame. Uh, so I'm going to have to split my time uh, between certain events. And then on top of that, I'm also going to be doing or I'm trying to also go to the multiverse show be with uh, with uh, Impact Wrestling and New Japan. I'm hoping to do that one as well. I'm still waiting to see if I've gotten credentialed for that. And then on top of that, I'm planning on maybe if I do any of the GCW shows, I'm probably going to do the ones that start like at midnight the ones that go out really late because all of the WWE media events are going to be taking place during the day so I can't really attend many of the uh, wrestling shows during the uh 
during the day, which kind of sucks for me because obviously I want to go to the shows. But first and foremost is my responsibilities as a you know content creator to get all of my content for the week. So first and foremost, that's my priority. And then everything else comes second. Uh, so that's pretty much my uh, schedule. And then, of course, WrestleMania uh, uh, night one and night two already been credentialed for that. And then they're going to have press conferences. And so it's just going to be a lot, guys. And on top of that, there's podcasting duties there's uh video duties i mean it is just gonna be and everybody's having a party too that's the thing like i've gotten so many invites to all of these get-togethers and parties that i'm like i can't i want to go but i can't go to that and so it, everything's just like overlapping i'm also planning on doing a uh, wrestlemania access or not access now they call it the superstore now which to be honest it's so much better that they call it the superstore and i'm gonna tell you why and I don't think the concept is better, but I do think that the name change is better because WWE did a big change that, keep in mind, I've been going to the last couple of WrestleManias now for years. So I've been going consistently since like WrestleMania 31. I only missed WrestleMania 33 and WrestleMania 36 and WrestleMania 37 were the only ones that I didn't go to from like 30 till now. So basically the access before... I loved because you would pay your ticket price for that, you know, however much you paid for tickets. I forget how much the tickets cost, but you go in and you get to take pictures and all the activations, whichever activation you want. You just wait in the line and you get your picture. If you want VIP, obviously you pay extra for that. That's fine. But they also did like free meet and greets and stuff like that. And that was great too. And then you went to the Superstore on your exit, but the Superstore wasn't the main attraction. The main attraction was going in there, meeting wrestlers, and then also getting pictures uh, in the uh, photo ops and all of that. That was the real, real awesome part about access and why I went every year. It was literally my favorite thing to do or one of my favorite things to do. Recently, what they did in Dallas, I was like, what the hell? So they lowered the price drastically to like $10 or $13 to get in. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to complain about a cheaper price. Cool. Pay my ticket. I get in. And then turns out that instead, the reason that the price was so low was because now they're having you pay to take pictures in the activations. And I'm like, what? I got to pay to take a picture? That's nuts. I mean, I hate to sound like I'm cheap, but I just kind of felt like that was too much, man. I did not like that because basically, like, for example, they had Alexis Playground. And in order to get a picture in Alexis Playground, it was like $25. That's a lot of money. Now, I may sound like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to sound like, but I think $25 for a photo is a lot of money. <laughs> and especially if you're, uh, I don't know, it's just a lot of money to me. So anyways, um, that's what they did now. And so kind of to me, it felt like the main attraction was the actual superstore versus the actual photo ops. So I'm glad that they changed the name to superstore because it makes more sense for the direction of what they're doing now versus what they were doing before with access. Although I'd much rather pay Honestly, though, I do like, I would prefer to pay my 70 bucks, my 40 bucks or whatever the hell it costs to go to Access back in the day and 
get the full experience of everything and not have to worry about, oh, I want to take a picture at Piper's Pit. Oh, I got to pay an extra $20 for that. Because I loved going to the Axis because you would go and get all these really cool pictures. And so they definitely changed that a whole lot. Anyways, Danny, I'm sorry that I went on a 20-minute rant about this, but um, thank you so much for sending in this super chat. Uh, I hope I gave you a decent answer. And for those of you who probably don't know about how this stuff works, then you kind of get a little bit about what, what that means now. Um, um, but here we go. Let's see. People are pretty much. Thank you. I Thank you. I'm glad that people agree that it is a little bit too much money uh, for a photo. Um, but, it, you know, it is what it is. But I feel like, yeah. So if you were expecting like for Superstore to get all of the uh, unless they change it, guys, they could change it. Like this was what they did last year for Dallas. This is what they did for that. I'm still going to go because I like to walk around and look at things. And I'm that person who just likes to walk and look. Uh, so I'm definitely still going to go to the Superstore. I haven't checked the prices, though, for that. And I don't think that they're doing credentials for that. They used to for access. They did do credentials for 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 media. For last year, they didn't do credentials for it. So you had to like pay to go in, which I didn't mind because it was like $13. So it's okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, John Dellers <laughs> sends in a super chat saying for your pick fund. Hell yeah. You know what? I'm going to go get my picture. I'm going to go find one that cost exactly this so that I can get a picture and be like, yo, what's up in here in Alexa's playground. Uh, John Deller, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate that. Uh, and thank you for supporting this podcast. Steven Marchuli sends in a super chat saying, of the current crop of NXT ladies, who do you think will be the biggest star on the main roster in two to three years? Roxanne, Tiffany Stratton, Gigi Dolan. Oh my God, there's so many. Uh, also... So Ruka, she's one that I definitely want to throw out there, especially because how fast she's kind of gotten popular already within NXT. But I would say that those four are probably the ones that I'm expecting to like really take off. And I want to throw in JC Jane in there as well. And I also really like Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I would throw them in there too. But in terms of like top, top stars, uh, definitely Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton for sure. Uh, thank you so much to Steven Marchuli for sending in the super chat. I really appreciate that. Oh, and Cora Jade. How can I forget Cora Jade? I'm forgetting Cora Jade because it's been a while since we've seen her uh, consistently on TV. But Cora Jade is another one that, I feel she's definitely going to be somebody that, um, you know, we see a lot of. <laughs> so thank you, Stephen, rooting for my access rant. But no, for reals, guys, when it comes to this type of stuff, I don't think a lot, especially if you've never been to an access or a superstore or a WrestleMania weekend, I feel like this is need to know information. Because when I walked in, I was like, what the hell is happening? Oh, although I do think that they were giving free tattoos. So if you're looking for the free stuff, they did get free tattoos at WrestleMania 38. So there you go. Uh, but now I think they're doing more of like they, they partner with brands and the brands that are there, they do like little activations. And so that's cool, right? Like that's cool. Uh, but we got people shouting out a bunch of uh, the people that uh, they think are going to be doing good stuff. Christopher points out Roxanne Perez, Tiffany, Gigi, JC, Cora, Nikita Lyons. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and press on from all of this and get into the rest of NXT. So let's go into Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller because this has been made official. And also it is going to be an unsanctioned, well, it's 
possibly going to be an unsanctioned match, which means it's going to be an unsanctioned match. It just hasn't been made official, official just yet. So Johnny Gargano's music plays. And instead of Johnny Gargano coming out, it's Javier Bernal. And Javier Bernal has had a lot of really funny moments on NXT. Some of his interactions with Mackenzie Mitchell, those were really fun. And then there was something else that he recently did that I thought was really funny, but I forgot what it was. But anyways, he comes out and he's pretending to be Johnny Gargano or pretends for a second to be Johnny Gargano. Then he goes out there and he starts talking. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He's talking about Christmas albums and he completely lost me on this promo. I was like, where are we going with this? And so it became all just words to me at this point. But finally, Johnny Gargano comes out takes out Javier Bernal and Johnny basically says he wants to raise the stakes and brings out a contract and tells Grayson Waller he wants to challenge him to a match that he knows very well and we know that he knows very well and that is an unsanctioned match no rules no nada so that you know he can do as he please or they do as they please and Grayson Waller pops up on the big screen and he basically says he's not going to sign this unless Johnny Gargano leaves the building and he doesn't see him. So I'm assuming this means we're maybe not going to be seeing Johnny Gargano for at least suppose maybe next week. I don't know. I think he still will be, but uh, I like this though. I really, really like this because one of the things that I've been talking about, and it's so crazy to me, but the program that Johnny Gargano is in right now with Grayson Waller on NXT to me is just so much more appealing than anything they've had him do on the main roster since he returned to WWE. And I can't even believe that I'm saying that. Honestly, I can't even believe that I'm saying that. But um, what they're doing with Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller to me, it, it feels like it's working. I love last week's beatdown uh, in front of baby wrestling, poor baby wrestling, uh, with Candice LeRae and all of that, everything that they did. I thought that was really fun um I'm really liking what they're doing here I didn't care for the Javier Bernal portion of this I think they should have just had Johnny Gargano go out there and be pissed and angry and do his thing um and make the challenge but for the most part it was harmless and we are gonna get this unsanctioned match um I really hope I really really hope I mean it, it's just it's sorry I'm just thinking about the main roster stuff and I'm like I just really hope that things start to turn around for Johnny Gargano on the main roster because it's like we're seeing two different versions of him. We're seeing the NXT version, version which we know and we love, and the Raw version, which is just not it, it, it. Just the you're seeing what he's just capable of so much more, and you want to see it. You want to see it on the main roster. So, with that being said. I actually really love what they're doing with Johnny Gargano right now on NXT. I like how he's helping out Grayson Waller in this. Grayson Waller, who's been prime pretty in pretty big storylines. You know what he did with AJ Styles, what he did with Braun Breaker, uh, being in there with Shawn Michaels, this leading into a match with Johnny Gargano. I like how all of this is working itself out on the NXT side of things. But uh, we got people saying that they believe this match is going to be amazing. Xeno uh, Hours says, underrated, hilarious moment was Booker T telling Vic he should mind his own business honestly there's some funny like random lines that like Booker T will do where you're just like what the hell and it works though it's pretty funny he has like a he he has some random funny one-liners that he throws out there every now and then but uh let's see what else we got here this is from Chase Elliott who says 
Maybe they're waiting until Champ, uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes back and they'll reform DIY. I would love, I would seriously love that. I would love that so much. And we recently had a mention of Ciampa not too long. Uh, what was it? I think even this week or the week before that on Raw. So yeah, or was it on NXT? Oh shit, I forgot if it was on NXT or on Raw. I think it was on NXT. Sorry. Seeing people on multiple brands, getting confused. But anyways, so we did get a mention of him. I know we did, but there you go. Uh, thank you so much to Chase Elliott for also sending in your... Um, <laughs> Pile Driver Finisher says, I don't mind Booker, but the Chuck, the Chucky Ducky Quack Quack is, wouldn't you know, is getting old. The Chucky, what is Chucky Ducky? I always forget. Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. There's sometimes where like I'm in the whatever's mood and I'm like, ha, Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. And I just forget. But then there's times where there was one moment and I forget what it was, but I remember coming on here and being like, did we really have to get a Shucky Ducky quack quack during this particular moment of the show? Uh, sometimes I mind it. Sometimes I don't. I think maybe I'm just kind of getting used to it, used to it now, but I just think it's, it's very goofy. And there's times where I feel like the feud or the storyline, it's so serious that you don't want like a goofy commentary over that. And I think that's been like one of the moments where I feel like a shucky ducky quack quack <laughs> should be in the feuds. Like you want to throw it out there in the schism and uh, during the schism and chase you the great debate great throw in a shucky ducky quack quack but when we're getting jd mcdonough and Ilya dragunov or something like that then maybe you know switch it up just a little bit but i get what you mean though i really really get um but there are some funny stuff that uh, i think he brings to the table but anyways um let's continue on from here so after this Let's talk about uh, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes because they did the coexisting angle here today. But they did it in a way where everyone knows that everyone involved knows that they don't want to do a coexisting angle. Everyone involved knows they're doing a coexisting angle, but they are aware that they don't want to do this and they're talking about it and make it be known uh, because everybody and their mothers is over the coexisting angle. So this all gets set up at the top of the show. Uh, pretty Deadly's out there talking about how they're going to be the host of NXT Stand and Deliver. And if you didn't hear them say the name 500 times, it's stand and deliver. Um, but so then afterwards, we have Carmella Hayes. We have Trick Williams. They go out there and they're kind of talking about pretty deadly. He's talking about how they're cute and they were born cute. And then Carmella Hayes has a funny line that I really liked that nobody popped for. And I'm like, y'all really, y'all really should have popped for this line. Because he said, last week, I was so dripped out. I left puddles all around this building. Was I the only person who heard that? I even rewinded it and nobody reacted to that line. I thought that was such a good line from Carmelo Hayes, but nobody reacted to it. Um, that was a good line because I feel like, you know, you can kind of have some fun with it. Um, I'm not going to explain it to you guys. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, but this leads to a fight and Braun Breaker comes out and he ends up having uh, Carmelo Hayes' back during this because he doesn't want to get him. He doesn't want to he doesn't want him to get hurt. He wants to wrap him in a bubble, wants him to be 100% when they go to NXT stand and deliver and have their match together. And this all leads to them making a match between Braun Breaker 
and Carmelo Hayes teaming up together to take on Pretty Deadly. And this closes out the show. It's the main event. Uh, Carmelo Hayes gets the win. But basically what they did here was in between, Carmelo Hayes was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this coexisting stuff like are you kidding me and trick williams is kind of basically telling them like no this is the reason why you should do it i know you don't want to do this but look at it this way and so he's like fine uh at the end of the show we get this confrontation between carmelo hayes and Braun breaker i didn't hate this uh i didn't hate this for the simple fact that they were giving a coexisting angle and they basically said we know what we're doing we don't want to do it and we're all fully aware of this. And so I thought, okay, fine. If you're going to give me a coexisting angle, you might as well have, you know, these guys basically saying like, this is BS. We don't want to do this. We don't want to work coexist with one another. We don't want to have to do this type of stuff, right? So I like that this kind of felt like we were all in on it. So they kind of found a way uh, to work around still doing a coexisting angle, but making us all feel like we're at least part of the joke of how they're always doing these or how they did these for like a very long time back to back to back. Um, so anyways, this was fine. I mean, when it comes to Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker, we already know, guys, we're, I think for the most part, everybody or a good majority of you people we're ready to see Carmelo Hayes uh, get that gold, man. I'm really excited for Carmelo Hayes. And also, I feel like his his relationship with uh, or his partnership, whatever you want to call it, with him and Trick Williams is feeling like even more and more sharpens lately. Like they were already so good. But I think today I kind of felt like they've just I don't know. They just messed so freaking well. Uh Thank you. Finally, people reacting to that line that Carmelo Hayes said. It was good. It was good. Oh, no. Young Chubb. Young, young Chubb says it's called stand and deliver. Man, we got a dirty chat in here, guys. We got a, we got a, we got a dirty, <laughs> we got a dirty chat in this. <laughs> Sheldon Jackson says Denise is in the gutter. I mean, that was what it was supposed to. That was what it was supposed to, you know. That was the reaction that I think Carmelo Hayes was aiming for. It's just that nobody was awake to react to it. So, you know what? I'm giving it some love here on this stream. Good line, Carmelo Hayes. I heard it. I respect it. Let's move on. All right. So, anyways, that was a good way to close out the show. Continue us moving forward into this match with Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. Um, all right. Next up, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about the women's NXT Tag Team Championship match. Uh, so we are going to be getting Felon Henley and Kiana James against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. We didn't get, uh, I don't recall getting anything with Alba Fire and Isla Dawn today on the show unless I missed it. Um, but Felon Henley and Kiana James, the, the big thing here has been that they can't coexist. I mean, without saying it, they're not really coexisting as champions. They haven't coexisted since the beginning. Um, and they've been doing the whole thing where Kiana James has, you know, Felon Henley has sensed that Kiana James has been cheating on Brooks Jensen. And they last week did an entire skit backstage where uh they go into Kiana James's uh Kiana James's office with Josh Briggs and they find that she's cheating on him with some guy named Sebastian and I don't know what else it was actually very entertaining I'm not even gonna lie that was very entertained by it and today Kiana James tells Fel uh, she I mean sorry uh Fallon tells Kiana James hey 
I know about this. I know you're cheating. And Kiana's like, fine, like, let's just not tell him right now because, you know, let me do it on my own terms and blah, 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 right? So I guess that's going to come out. I don't think they're going to, I don't know. I, I really do hope this way. Let me rephrase this. I really, like, there's two things I want to see here. I kind of want to see Fallon Henley and Kiana James end up kind of realizing maybe that both of them have sort of misunderstood one another. And I have a feeling, even though Kiana James said that she was going to be the one to tell him herself, I have a feeling that she's still not technically cheating on him. I think they're trying to make us think that she's, um, that she's cheating on him, even though all the signs are there. But I still think at the end, they're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, she's not really cheating on him. And she's actually a good person. And she's a baby face out of nowhere. I have a feeling they might do something like that. And then we see Fallon Henley and Kiana James kind of, you know, finds that mutual respect and understanding for each other and end up becoming friends. And so I think they might do something like that and maybe kind of swerve us on all of this. Or they could go the direction of, you know what, Kiana James is cheating on freaking Brooks Jensen. Fallon Henley's his friend. She's going to stick up with him, stick up for him. And this is going to end up being the thing that causes their downfall to lose the titles to Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Because I think that, here's the thought, here's the thing. Even though I do think that Alba Fire and Isla Dawn could kind of benefit a lot more from being tag team champions, I still, that doesn't mean that Fallon Henley and Kiana cannot I feel like both of these teams can very much can very much de- uh, benefit from becoming NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. But I do prefer to see the titles on Alba Fire and Isla Dawn just because I feel like that whole thing that they're doing there still feels a little bit unclear. You know, they were enemies. Uh, Isla Dawn had costed Alba Fire. Her 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 win against Mandy Rose costed her the championship. And, you know, they feuded. Isla Dawn defeats her. They end up uh, coming together as a duo. And that's kind of been about it. And I feel like because they have such a strong aesthetic, I would like them to I would like them to be tag team champions. I want to see a team like Alba and Isla have this uh you know have this moment i really think that they can do something especially because they just kind of go together very well but and even with felon and kiana they can they can find ways to continue this story without them necessarily being nxt women's tag team champions so i feel like alba fire isla dawn is definitely the direction to go and i haven't changed my opinion just yet on that uh sheldon jackson sends in a super chat thank you so much to sheldon who says um Alba and Isla attacked Fallon later on and Kiana told Fallon to let her tell Brooks. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Tell Brooks about the attack and Fallon said, okay, thank you. Because I only caught the latter end of that portion. Um, Because I do recall, obviously, I was just talking about her basically saying that she wanted to be the one to tell Brooks about the cheating. That's why I'm confused here. Like, I'm confused. I feel like this is still going to be a swerve. I, I At first, I was sold on the idea that she was cheating on him, and that's the story they're going to go with. But now I have a feeling that she's not. I have a feeling that she's not, and this is all just some big misunderstanding on the part of Fallon Henley. So we'll see if they swerve us or not, or if they stick to the story that uh, we think they're doing. So we'll see which direction they go with with um, Fallon and Kiana. But um, all right, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for sending in uh, that super chat. I really appreciate it. All right, and 
So sorry, guys, my throat's so messed up right now. It's so dry. It's disgusting. Um, it's just my sore throat. Um, okay, after this, we got one of my favorite parts of the show. And this has been, they have completely, completely switched things up and made things so much better for the NXT North American title picture. I've been saying this nonstop ever since Vengeance Day. Things have really turned around for Wesley. Prior to that, I was at the point where I was done with him being NXT North American champion. Now it's my favorite thing on the show. Um, so Wesley, uh, they've been doing this thing where everybody has been wanting to be the one to get the open challenge. And then it was announced last week that they would be doing this fatal five way for the NXT North American championship. And Shawn Michaels told Wesley he could be the one to pick the participants in this match and who's going to be his challenger. So the first person who gets brought into this is Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee basically goes out there uh, while Wesley is, you know, doing his thing, uh, cutting a promo and tells him, you know what? I want to have this match with you. I'm here in NXT. I want to be with the top people and you're one of them. And I love the chaos and I want to be in this. I want to challenge you for that title. Wesley says, okay, very quick. It's done. Dragon Lee is in the match. Uh, makes perfect sense. Okay. Uh, JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov get included into this. We see both of them come out and we end up getting this amazing match between JD McDonough and Ilya Dragunov, which this was interesting to me because I really thought that we were going to be seeing a singles match between JD McDonough and Dragunov at Stand and Deliver, I wasn't necessarily expecting them to be part of this match because I thought that they would just have their own thing uh, on the actual pay-per-view just because I do think that, you know, and based on what we saw today and based on what we've seen on the past from these two, you know that they can have these really, you know, crazy breakout performances on the actual pay-per-view. But... They ended up including them into this match. And uh, during this match between uh, JD and Ilya, they're, you know, they're going at it. They're doing their thing. And both Wesley and Dragon Lee are out there. And there's a moment where they go out and they start fighting by the commentary table. And Dragon Lee is literally right there. So then as they're fighting amongst each other, all of a sudden, JD takes a couple of cheap shots on Dragon Lee incorporates him into this. And then all of a sudden, those three guys, they're all fighting. Wesley comes out of nowhere, sent on right onto them. And it's like just a full-on little brawl that they have there. So this basically were leading to Wes, Dragon, JD, and Elia all in this match. However, there's one spot left. And come on, guys. It's got to be Axiom. Poor guy. The guy was following Wesley all around <laughs> and Axiom goes and does the exact same thing Dragon Lee does and asks for a spot in this match. And Wesley is like, no, um, you know what? Let's do this battle royal. So I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, they're going to do a battle royal. It's a good way to give us some content. We got one more week to go. But if they don't give this spot to Axiom, boy, am I going to rage because Axiom deserves this spot, guys. Not only has he been busting his butt, but he's been in storyline following around Wesley like a little puppy. So I hope Axiom gets this spot. If he doesn't, he's just been screwed. Um, but anyways. This match is the match I'm most looking forward to uh, for Stand and Deliver. I think this one is going to be freaking crazy. And one of the things that I've been noticing, too, is that they're really 
making sure to stack these matches with a lot of people in them because you got obviously you got Gargano and Grayson singles match. You got Breaker and Grace, uh, sorry, Johnny Gargano and Grayson singles match. Breaker and Hayes singles match, right? So you got your two singles matches, but everything else so far is a bunch of people. We got a bunch of uh, spots for the women's uh, NXT Women's Championship. We got a bunch of spots for the um, NXT North American Championship. And then, of course, with the uh, women's tag team match, you got four people in there. So I feel like they're doing a good job right now of getting a bunch of people on the show. So this feels pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to it. I do think the NXT North American Championship match is going to be match of the night like that's gonna be match of the night hands down that's the one i'm most looking forward to anyways next week we will find out whether or not poor axiom actually gets a spot in this match um on top of that another match that was made for the show on today's show includes gallus versus the creed brothers versus tony d and Stax lorenzo so this whole thing was made in a, a, a series of vignettes, of vignettes, you had Gallus and the Creed brothers playing uh, pool, playing darts, and you know doing things that guys do at the pub or whatever. I don't know. And they're doing their thing, and so basically, the Creed brothers end up asking for their match. They get it. Just when you think they're done, they go outside and they're confronted by Tony D and Stax Lorenzo, and they end up going back in there. Later on, we come back to them. Apparently, the whole thing is that they played for hours and hours and Gallus is, you know, all, you know, they're still up and going and the Creed brothers and Tony and Stax, they're all on the ground and they're like completely exhausted by Gallus and they officially make this match a triple threat. Uh, Tony D, Stax Lorenzo is the way to go on this one. And I only say this because even though I'm a bigger fan of the Creed brothers, I feel like Tony D and Lorenzo just need the titles a lot more to find a purpose on the show versus the Creed brothers. The Creed brothers just go out there and have bomb matches and they'll be fine. They will be fine. They can give the titles back at some point later on or they can move up to the main roster, whatever. I just do think that Tony D and Stax need the titles a lot more than the Creed brothers. And then the and then I feel bad for Gallus, but Gallus is kind of just there. Like I like Gallus, but they're just kind of there. Uh nothing more, nothing less, in my opinion, on, on that. But um, okay, so let's talk about things that aren't on the card that occurred on today's show. Or or rather, actually, no. When did they announce? Hold on one second. I forgot one match. Thank you. I was like, what the hell? I know there's another match. And it was the great debate. It was made today during the great debate. So this ended up being probably one of my favorite things on NXT recently. And that was a great debate between the schism and Chase University. So I have an unpopular opinion, ladies and gents. And my unpopular opinion, please... Try not to cancel me so hard on this one, but I am a fan of the schism. I like the schism, okay? I am a fan. I think everybody shit on them, and rightfully so earlier back in the day. But they've toned down a whole lot on some of the weirdness stuff that we were getting with the Joe Gacy promos. They haven't really done that. Now they're just doing the whole... Four roots, one tree, and we are, you know, 
this and that and whatever else the hell they're saying. I'm a fan, man. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say. I know everyone's mad. I know everyone's mad, but I like the schism. And I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I've been liking the schism for a while. And I feel like I had to kind of keep it bottled up inside of me because I was afraid of judgment. But I've I'm going to be honest with everybody. This is it. I've been liking the schism ever since Ava Rain joined up with them. Ever since Ava Rain joined up with the schism, I've been on board, man. I've been, I have been in the closet schism fan, okay? I like the schism. Shit. I finally said it. Now, with that being said, we end up getting this great debate here. And so they are being asked these questions about, you know, uh, first you have, uh, God, what is it? Reed Fowler. I always forget what they freaking rechange their names to. Uh, no, it's Jagger Reed and Rip Fowler. So they have Rip Fowler and um, Duke Hudson. And they start this whole thing off and they're asked about inclusion and He's going out, the rip is going out there and, you know, giving this whole definition on how the schism has always been about togetherness and inclusion and blah, 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 all these words, right? And then Duke Hudson throws this away completely. He doesn't give a rat's ass. He's like, oh, he has got no answer, didn't put no effort, didn't even care, etc. So Thea Hale and Andre Chase are sitting there like, dude, what the hell? Like, you literally just failed us right now. And he's just like, whatever. So then we get the Hale and Ava Rain. And they have their little thing. And they get asked about how... how so I forget the question. It was something about how the world makes you feel safe. Something like that. And Ava Rain, she gives a pretty good answer. So it's looking like the schism's winning. But then Thea Hale... Uh, she just goes out there and she just starts off with the definition of something, something Webster's dictionary. Uh, she kind of like uh, from like from uh, from the office with the whole Webster's dictionary thing. And she just goes off on this. I don't even know what she says. She just goes off about answering this question and tearing walls down and this and that. And afterwards, she kind of snaps out of it. She goes back into her seat and Andre Chase is like, where did that come from? And she tells him, I don't know, I just, I just zoned out. Thea Hale is so freaking good in her role. She is literally my favorite person on NXT. Every week, I look forward to what Thea Hale is going to do. Uh, she is my favorite person on NXT, hands down. Um, so anyways, we end up getting Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate gets involved in this. He ends up kind of uh, helping out Chase U, helps them win this debate. And this all leads to a eight-person tag team match between the Schism and the Chase University. However, there's big one big one big thing that we need to talk about here. So when this match was first put out there, the Schism did not want to accept. They were like, nah, we don't want to do this match. No. But Duke Hudson says... We will put up the school. The school is on the line. The second that he said that, the schism said, okay, let's do it. So Chase U is on the line here. This could be schism university in a couple of weeks. But again, this all leads to the fact that we're thinking that Duke Hudson is clearly going to betray. I'm expecting him to betray Chase University, screw them out of their university, and then we're going to have schism university. 
And that's what I'm expecting. I do not trust Duke Hudson in this. Uh, I'm definitely expecting him to screw Thea Hale and screw Andre Trace, Chase. And that's what I'm expecting. Uh, Tyler Bates. This was really not the match that I was kind of expecting to see him in for a stand and deliver. But I guess it is what it is. I was kind of expecting him to be doing something totally different. Uh, this was not really what I was picturing. But fine. It's booked. He's got a match. Cool. Get all these people in there. Um, all right. We got some people seeing that they think Tyler Bates a great fit for Chase U. He could be, you know, Tyler. I mean, Tyler Bates should be on the main roster. But hey, uh, when it comes to NXT, I think if he's going to be with Chase U, he could be like the guy that is like the in-ring guy, you know, the worker. He's going to be the one that goes out there and has all of these great matches and makes Chase U look great if that's what they want to do there. Um. So, we got a Zeno Hour asking, what if Thea Hale turns on Chase U and not Duke Hudson? No, no, they can't do that. I mean, well, you got to hold on, hold on. Well, I would not like that idea. Well, would I not like that idea? Let me take all that back. Let me start all over. You're throwing out there the possibility of Thea Hale turning on Chase U. She did get kidnapped by the schism. We still don't really know what they did to her or what happened to her or what things she saw. She was heavily traumatized for weeks and Duke Hudson, you know, didn't care. And Andre Chase did care. But I could see them doing something along those lines. And because Thea Hale's character is so strong, you know that she can do something like that where she joins up with the schism and it could be very entertaining to kind of see her in this very dark role. I think she would make it work very well. Damn, you know what? I'm not opposed to that. I'm honestly not opposed to that. Damn. And I didn't think about that until right now. You really gave me a lot to think about, uh, Zeno Hour, who's throwing this in here. Uh, Pal Jira Finisher says, she's the one they're trying to turn or maybe Duke, but I don't think Andre Chase. I think Chase U is too over to dismantle just yet. Oh, man. But see, here's the thing, because the thing that is really the charming part about Chase U. Yes, I said charming. Uh, I know everybody thinks I hate Chase U. I'm more of a fan now. Um. The thing about Chase U, the reason why it's endearing is the, the relationship between Andre Chase and Thea Hale. It's this big brother, little sister type of relationship, right? And that's the endearing part. And we've sort of seen Duke Hudson kind of get in the way of that where he, you know, has accused uh, Andre Chase of babying her too much and this and that. So we're going to see, or at least I'm expecting us to see some sort of pull apart between that relationship between Andre and uh, Thea Hale. But is it going to be because of Duke Hudson or is it going to be because of Thea Hale? Oh, you really put that in my, you really put that in the universe, guys. Like, I'm torn. I'm torn because I want to see Thea Hale continue to do, do her stuff, right? Because it's so endearing. But I do kind of want to see her in this dark role where, uh, yeah, she's brainwashed by Ava Rain and the schism. Ooh, this is good. This is good. YT says, Denise is rooting for the schism because she didn't get invited to sit in the Chase U section when she was there. I didn't sit in the Chase U section. 
You know what? That's my big gripe. I didn't get to sit in the Chase U section. I didn't get a fancy red sweater. Um, man. So anyways, the, to me, it still feels like it's going to be Duke Hudson because Duke Hudson has been showing way too many signs for the longest time, since like the very beginning that he's not trustworthy. Uh, since the very beginning, they've been showing that he's not trustworthy at all. So if it is Thea Hale, the only thing that I can base this off of is whatever they did to her during that kidnapping. So we will see. Or who knows? You know what they can also do? They can have Thea Hale be brainwashed, right? She's brainwashed and she helps out the schism, right? Screwing Chase U at their university and this and that. And then you can have Duke Hudson and Andre Chase kind of have a situation where, you know, Duke Hudson's kind of like anti-Thea Hale and he's telling Andre Chase, like, she did this, she did this, this and that. And Andre Chase could still have like the on the fence where he's not really too sure if this was Thea Hale on her own accord or or if this was Thea Hale because she was brainwashed. So they could do something like that where you have Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, uh, where you have Duke Hudson continue to manipulate Andre Chase. And then down the line, we can maybe get a reunion. Whenever we get the reunion between Andre Chase and Thea Hale, it could be because of the downfall or the expose, the exposal of Duke Hudson finally kind of being the one behind this. Because what if he was the one behind this whole thing with the kidnapping? You never know. He could be like the mastermind behind all of it. I don't know. I'm thinking too far ahead now. Thinking way too far ahead now. Um, all right. So let's see what else we got here. Oh, man. YT says, Chase U has to win. Duke can turn, but Schism University is a bad idea. <laughs> Look, I think the Schism's going to win, guys. I think based on this story, they wouldn't just put this out there for nothing. I think that their winners, the the winners taking over the university. Come on, you want to see that? I want to see that. I want to see what the emo golf school Chase University is going to look like under the power of the schism. I'm sold, man. I want to see it happen. I'm done with school spirit. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Um. Eddie Thorpe is going to be on NXT next week. That is Carl Fredericks. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys are aware of Carl Fredericks. I've seen a couple of his matches. Most of the ones I've seen were uh, New Japan Strong. Um, interested to see what he's going to be doing or how he's going to be um, how he's going to be presented on NXT. Uh, curious to see how that will go, but I know he's been doing a level up, so we'll um, we'll see. Good for him, Carl Fredericks, Eddie Thorpe, uh, going by Eddie Thorpe in WWE. Let's see what they do with him, and we'll see how it goes. Um, and I think I pretty much went over everything that happened on uh, NXT today. That was it, everybody. That was NXT. We are two weeks away from Stand and Deliver. Next week will be a... Um, fun show we'll see what happens all right um i think i got everything everybody i will see you guys tomorrow for a dynamite and then i will be back on friday to do smackdown and rampage i wasn't here last week because i was on vacation but i will be back this weekend so don't forget tomorrow we got Ray, uh dynamite it's gonna be a good one because we got uh elijo del vikingo against kenny omega i cannot freaking wait 
Like that's the thing I'm most looking forward to. And then uh, of course, SmackDown Rampage on Friday. Uh, and last but not least, if you haven't already, head on over to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I am less than 4,500 subscribers away from 100K. 4,500 guys, less than 4,500. I can't even believe it. I can't even wrap my head around it. So please head on over there, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Also, you're already here on F4W. Make sure to click that subscribe button. Thank you guys so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everyone.